his brothers what they had done to him. That's why he made them leave the room. Get out of the room. I don't want you to know. It's really what he was saying. I don't want you guys to know anything bad about what these men have done. Because I don't want you thinking little of my brothers. Because I have forgiven. I don't want them to be exposed. No, he didn't want no harm to come. So, if we tell it, okay, this is the key. When somebody hurts you, if you go around telling it, okay, you haven't totally forgiven. Because here's what you're doing when you're telling it. You're either trying to justify yourself or you're trying to make them look bad. You hear what I'm saying? That's the check. Are you going around telling it to people? And if you're going around telling it, you really haven't forgiven. And, and the Holy Spirit's, that's the Holy Spirit's way of saying, you ain't forgiving that person because you're trying to make yourself look good now. And, and this is what one thing that RT does, says, I think is exactly right. You are allowed one person you can go to for just, you know, therapeutic reasons. You need somebody you can go to and say, I got these issues. I'm, I'm trying to work through them. You know, when I talked to the pastors, I didn't tell them the details. They don't know the details to this day, okay, about my situation. I was just talking in general terms like I'm struggling with forgiveness with this person. They have no idea who this person is. Right, J.D.? J.D. He was there. So you're not allowed to tell it. You're allowed to tell it with one person. Now, I believe a man's going to talk to his wife, and the wife's going to talk to her husband. That's just natural. You know, I mean, I'm not that... We're going to exclude that. You can do that. I mean, you know, you're one. You need that husband and wife relate. But there's some things you probably shouldn't tell your spouse even. Uh, just be careful about that. But um, you can go to your pastor. Go to somebody that's trusted, somebody you know you're not going to taint them with what you're saying. And just as a sounding board to try to help you work through the issue, you're allowed that. You got that? You're allowed to talk to one person. But if you are going around exposing, you have not forgiven all right, the second one, total forgiveness, this is really a good one. Total forgiveness does not seek to intimidate or cause the people or the person who did the wrong to feel fear. All right, let me read a verse to you. 1 John 4:18. There's no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves punishment. Fear involves punishment. Verse, uh, let's read verse uh, 2 through 4. And he wept aloud, and the Egyptians in the house of Pharaoh heard it. Then Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph. Does my father still live? But his brothers could not answer him, for they were dismayed in his presence. And Joseph said to his brothers, Please, please come near me. He wasn't demanding them to come near. He said, Please come near to me. So they came near. Then he said, I am Joseph, your brother, whom you sold into Egypt. See, intimidation and fear had to do with punishment, not forgiveness. Okay? Joseph revealed his identity to his brothers with tears and compassion. You got that? He was weeping. He was saying, please come near me. Please be near to me. He wasn't wanting them to feel bad about anything. He was not wanting them to cower in his presence. You got that? He, he didn't want them, when he walks in the room, oh, there's Joseph, we better, we better act right because, you know, he may rescind his forgiveness. Now, I think every one of us in this room probably on some levels are guilty when somebody's wronged us and we supposedly have forgiven them that we want to put a little intimidation towards them. We got something over you. I got something over you. You did something wrong. I know about it. And you mess with me, I'll tell everybody. That's intimidation. 
they need, we want them to cower to us, you know, act real nice to us and treat us special because we are in charge now because you owe us something. I've forgiven you. You owe me something. That's intimidation. That's fear. And, and that's really not total forgiveness. Veiled threats. Veiled threats. Amen. You know, like, you know, you mess up again, I've got you. You mess up again. That's, all that's intimidation. That is not forgiveness. You see what I'm saying? And it's really, it's really the truth. It's really powerful truth. All right. The third one, number three, and this is the one where the Lord got me. Okay, I was doing fine because I wasn't doing any of those. Heck, I'm not exposing this person, Lord. I, you know, I'm not going around and just announcing on the housetop. And, you know, I ain't trying to intimidate them. You know, so I was feeling pretty good about myself on the lawnmower there. Okay. <laughs> Until, until we hit verse 5. It says, uh, verse 5, But now, do not therefore be grieved or angry with yourselves because you sold me here, for God sent, sent me before you to preserve life. Total forgiveness desires them to forgive themselves and not feel guilty. Here's what I demanded from this person. When I found out they told this other person they really treated me wrong, what was in my heart, I had this requirement, I had this demand that they come to me and apologize to me and repent to me. You see what I'm saying? I had to spend, they must come to me and repent. That was what was in my heart towards them. Until they was going to do that, they were, I wasn't going to forgive them, even though I was believing I'd forgiven them. Do you have that? See, I wanted them to feel bad about it. I wanted them to feel guilty. Because they did something wrong. And the only way I was going to let them off the hook is for them to come to me and, Byron, you're right. You were right. I shouldn't have done what I did. And I did it in too many times. And I'm sorry. Would you forgive me and have mercy on me? I was willing, totally willing to extend forgiveness to them if they did that. But total forgiveness says this. They don't have to do that. As a matter of fact, total forgiveness says you must release them from doing that. And you think about Jesus hanging on the cross. Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing. You know, I mean, that's total forgiveness. He let them go. He let them off the hook and without requiring them to apologize to him. For, you know, for lying and mistreating him. That's a big, that was a big one. See, Joseph wanted his brothers to be set free. He didn't want to keep them in bondage. He really didn't want to. That's what grace will do, see? Grace will extend to a person. Because we want to receive grace for ourselves, but do we want to extend it towards others? You're free. I'll let you go. And this is what happened to me. When I said to the Lord, that's right. I want this person to come to me and forgive me. And my heart really is this. Until they do that, Lord, I have, I'm not, have not been willing to forgive them. But, Lord, here I am. I confess this. This is sin. And I tell you, Lord, I forgive them. I release them. Not only do I release them from having to come to me, I release them from ever having had anything to do with me for the rest of my life. I don't have to have that relationship with them that I used to have. None of that. They are free. And when I did that, I mean, it was like somebody uncorked me. This life, this peace, this joy started flowing up in me. I knew at that moment the Holy Spirit was no longer grieved. I knew at that moment the Holy Spirit wasn't having a difficulty, you know, with me because I had really released that person. I had taken away that thing that they must feel guilty. 
See, I was, I was boiling, I was boiling mad when I felt when they said they had done me wrong. But there was a, another part of me that was really happy because I was like, yeah, you know. But they better come and tell me and get it right with me. That was my heart. And when I released that, and not only did I release that, I released that person. You see, we're going to release people. We've got to set people free. We've got to set them free. That's what Jesus has done with us. Jesus has not demanded anything from us. He has not demanded that we follow Him. He has not demanded. See, that's why you don't demand people worship Him. He doesn't require it. He doesn't demand you do this. He sets us free and gives us a choice. And that's what real grace is. That's what real mercy is. It sets you free. And that was powerful for me. That was, I could have stopped listening then. And I thought, man, because I got free right there on the lawnmower. I can take you right to the spot in my yard where I got free. It was wonderful. It was really wonderful because I had realized I had, come into, I had finally come into forgiveness with this person. And that, this thing had been going on, like I say. All right, the fourth, number four. Are we okay? Total forgiveness seeks to allow them or the person who did the wrong to save face. Everybody say save face. Save face. Verse 7 and 8. And God sent me before you to preserve a posterity for you in the earth and to save your lives by a great deliverance. So it was, it was not you. See what he's doing? It wasn't you. You guys ain't, y'all ain't the scum of the earth. That's what he was saying. Who sent me here. But God did it. He was, blam- he was saying, God sent me here. You didn't send me here. It wasn't your wrong. God did it. You've got to have some deliverance in your life to be able to say stuff like that, especially after 20 years. After 22 years, 20 years of being abused, 20 years of being in prison. He had only been out for a couple years now. He spent 20 years of his life as a slave and as a prisoner. That wasn't, it was a, it was a tough, tough road to hoe. And he has made me a father of the favor and a lord of all his house and ruler throughout all the land of Egypt. All right, here's a, here's a real important thing that we need to learn in the church is about a person's dignity, okay, and a person's self-esteem. Um... We need to protect people's dignity. Okay? Here's something I learned the hard way. This is, this is a hard, and, and this is really, I didn't learn it about forgiveness. I learned it about counseling people. Somebody in the church comes to you and wants to expose their deepest, darkest secrets. Okay? Here's what happens if they do that. Many times they will run away from you after it's all over with. You hear what I'm saying? And so I, I had an old pastor friend of mine. I was telling him about these people were in the church, and I had a great relationship with them. And they came to me for counsel, and I really helped them. And six months later, they left the church. And he said, what was the counsel about? And I told him. And basically, these people really opened up some deep, dark secrets in their life. He said, you don't do that kind of stuff. If you want to keep people in your church, and people come to you and they really want to expose their deep, dark secrets, send them to your buddy down the road. Let them go expose themselves to him because when they see you, they are going to think that's all you're thinking about is their nastiest secrets. Don't let them do it. Don't let them expose themselves to you if you value the relationship. In other words, their dignity, their self-esteem, they feel like it's been trampled upon. And that's one of the things. You understand what I'm saying? We need to be careful about that. We need to protect people like that. I've had other people come to me, and I, I don't think we want to go there. If you need to go there, I know somebody you can go there with, because I love you. I want to continue in my relationship with you. Don't tell me every dirty thing you ever did. I don't want to know about it. You know? 
It's not a good thing. And I, I learned that the hard way. I had another situation with, with somebody else, and they didn't, they didn't, didn't leave the church, but they almost did. I mean, it took God to keep them from leaving because they felt exposed. They, their, their self-esteem, their dignity as a human being had been trampled upon, they felt. And I think one of the things... Um, somebody's blowing a horn at us. <laughs> um, Total forgiveness seeks to allow them to save face. We need to always allow, going back to forgiveness, I just want to throw that in because I think in the church we get these crazy ideals that people have got to unload everything and just don't do it. It's just not, it's not biblical. Gosh, that's just some of man's ideals of way of doing stuff. You know, and I tell you what, I've had an opportunity to counsel people who don't go to this church that were sent to me for them to tell their nasty laundry to but they don't have to face me. They don't, you know, they don't have to think. Byron knows all about me now on a regular way. They can go back to their pastor and have a great relationship with them. So when I was a young Christian, I was taught this. I was taught about, and it, it relates to this. Are y'all following me? I don't want to get too far off the path here. I was sort of getting off the path here. I was taught you had to, if somebody, you had to go to a person. Everybody who wrongs you, you had to go to them. Okay. And, and confront them or talk to them about the wrong. And the, the scripture that was used was Matthew 5.23. If, if you bring your gift to the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you, you've got to go to him and get it right. Well, see, that was a misapplication of that scripture. Because lots of times you could go to a person thinking, and they're just like, duh, I didn't know I did that. Duh, you know, what are you talking about? And you put this thing on them. You see what I'm saying? That's crazy. It's when you are the one who has done the wrong. And you remember, I've caused this person some difficulty. I've either caused them to stumble or they're mad at me. I need to go get it right because I'm the perpetual per perpetrator. I'm the perpetrator. I'm perpetuating perpetration. You know? I'm the one who's wrong. It's not when they've done something wrong. In fact, this is really about total forgiveness. You don't have to go to everybody who's done you wrong and let them know. You shouldn't do that. You shouldn't do it. You really shouldn't do it because many times you're putting something on a person that does not need to be put on them and you need to protect the person, protect their, who they are. Because lots of times, this is what happens. We do stuff to hurt each other and we don't even know it. And we need to realize this. Let's have grace for them. They're just dummies, Lord. They're idiots. They don't know what they're doing. I'm not going to go tell them everything they've done wrong. They don't need to know everything. Because if we need to start doing that, I can tell y'all lots of stuff you've done to me that was wrong that I had to forgive you. I have, Becky has done many things. It's probably daily she does something to me. Do I call her on everything? No. I just let her go. Forgive her, Lord. She's just a woman. <laughs> I like her, though. I'll tell you that. Anyways. I think a person's dignity is something that we need to protect in the church. We, we're, I think we're just too free with each other's dignity and self-esteem. We trample on it too much. And we need to be careful about that because Joseph sought to protect these people's dignity. He sought to say to them, it wasn't you, it was God. Don't you understand? It was God who did this. Don't make yourself feel bad. Don't feel guilty. Don't feel like you're the scum of the earth. God did it. And if God wants to deal with them, let God do what God is supposed to do. We are not the Holy Spirit. We do not have a right to do some of this stuff. Now that's the truth. We need to let the Holy Spirit be the Holy Spirit. Let Him, if He wants to punish, if He wants to confront, if He wants to discipline, let Him 
Let's get out of his way. We don't have the right to do some of this stuff. I think we're trespassing on people. Because I tried to trespass all over this person who was doing me wrong. I kept trying to correct him. He wasn't going to be corrected. Guess what happened? We was in this correction battle. I'd correct him, he'd correct me. You did this. You did that. You said this. I said that. You did not say this. You said three things. I did not say but one of those things. It was ridiculous. <laughs> that was what was going on. We ain't talking about some immature Christian here neither that I was dealing with. We're talking about somebody who's been a Christian, who knows the Lord. I ain't going to tell you who they were. <laughs> All right, let me just get on here now. All right, verse 9 through 13. This is, if others must be involved. Some things happen that other people get involved in. There's no way of stopping it. You know, it's, it's, it may be done in a public way. Or, you know, or other people may know about it when it happens. It, this is, if others must be involved. Okay? Total forgiveness seeks, again, to cover and not expose. Here's what happened. Because you see, there was somebody else involved in the story besides his brothers. And it was Daddy back home. Daddy was back home. Joseph was saying, you know, Daddy, I need to get Daddy down here. Take care of Daddy. That means you guys have got to go back and tell Daddy something. Okay? You've got to go back and tell Daddy Joseph's alive. In other words, Daddy, uh, this is what we did... Daddy, you know, 22 years ago, we hated Joseph. We wanted to kill Joseph, but we felt bad about killing him, so we sold him into slavery, Daddy, and we tore his coat up and make it look like wild animals got him, Daddy. But Joseph did not require his brothers to go tell Daddy that. I'm not going to take the time to read it, but if you can read it 9 through 13, this is what Joseph said. Just go back and tell Daddy I'm down here in Egypt. And, Daddy, if you just come on down here, I'll take care of you. You don't have to tell him anything. You can just say, I don't know how he wound up. We thought he was dead. That was his coat, Dad. We just don't know what happened. Joseph did not require those guys go and confess to everybody what they'd done wrong. You, you see what I'm saying? He sought to cover them. All right, you've got to talk to Daddy. This is what I want you to tell him. He told him exactly what to tell Daddy. Instead of going, I think that I, some of you parents would be mad at me in this room if you'd known some stuff that I know about your kids. Because I've had some young people in this church, please don't tell my parents this. They'll kill me if they know about it. I'm not going to tell them. If you feel like they need to be known, if God wants them to know, they'll find out. No, I'm not going to go tell them. I don't feel like I'm supposed to tell them. In other words, I tried to cover their sins because it wasn't like something their daddy, mom and daddy needed to know. Now, if their mom and daddy needed to know it, I'd tell them. You see what I'm saying? But Jacob didn't need to know that his brothers acted like a bunch of idiots and sinned so bad. What good was it going to do this old man to know that? See, we've got to use some wisdom. Let's don't, there's no use in putting this old guy through this. Y'all don't need to look for bad in front of Daddy. Daddy can just love you guys because he don't need this information about you. You know, we need to withhold stuff. You know, if we can withhold bad stuff, let's withhold it. Let's don't expose it. That's what total forgiveness is. All right, the last one is um, total forgiveness. Did y'all get that one? That was important. Total forgiveness is a lifelong commitment. Uh, if you, I'm not going to read it because <clears throat> I know we just, in, over in, in Genesis 50, 17 years later, 17 years down the road, Jacob dies. Okay? Guess what? His brothers think, oh, no, daddy's dead. 
jo- now Joseph's really going to get us. The only reason he didn't get us back 20, 17 years ago is because of Daddy. Now he's going to get us. So they go to Joseph with a concocted story saying, you know, you know, blah, 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 and, you know, this is why we did it, and, you know, Daddy said to tell you this. I mean, they were lying. Daddy said to forgive you. Daddy didn't say nothing. Joseph looked at him and said, God, I think I'm God or something. I forgave you. What you meant for evil, God meant for good. See, 17 years later, Joseph was still forgiving them. He had still settled the issue. You're forgiven. I don't care if daddy is dead. I'm not God. That's what he said. Y'all think I'm God or something? You find that in Genesis 50. And here's the thing about it. You're going to forgive somebody for something they did wrong. They were wrong, and you know they were wrong. They know they were wrong, and you totally forgiven them. Guess what the devil's going to do? He's going to come and start talking to you, right? He's going to come and say they don't deserve it, right? They don't deserve that. You know, they did that and got away with it. Now look at them. You know, they're prancing around here like they're Mr. and Mrs. Somebody. Everybody thinks good of them, yet you know they're not good. And everybody, you know, that ain't right. That's what the devil will tell you. It's like I wanted to tell this one person, if everybody knew how you acted, nobody would like you. That's what I wanted to tell them. They would not like you. And I am letting you off the hook here by not telling everybody how crummy you really are. But how much has God let us off the hook? What if God just walked in here today and said, All right, Matthew Bolger, line up here, pal. We're going to start talking about what you've done over your life. We're going to spend the next few hours. With all of us, it would be like that. Because God knows all kinds of dirt on us. But He chooses not to tell it. And sometimes God, has, I've known of, heard of, seen of, God exposing a person's sin. But it was always because He was trying to bring that person to repentance. But He doesn't expose everything a person's done. You know? So what we've got to do is just an ongoing thing, and we have to choose. Well, yeah, yeah, that's right, Lord. But you know what, Lord Jesus? I just, because freely I have received forgiveness. Freely I have received grace. I choose to freely give it. I just allow the Spirit of God in me to do what He's already done to me and for me. I allow Him to do it. Amen? This is not talking, let me make this real clear this morning. I'm not talking about us generating some strength in our flesh to do all this because you can't do anything in your flesh. Y'all know that. All I did was tell you this is what the Bible says. This is what, how the Bible describes total forgiveness. This is how we know we're walking in it. This is how we know how to deal with it if we're not. Amen? And get us set free to forgive and extend this thing called grace and mercy. Just extend it because it's been extended to you. It's been extended to me. And as we extend it, we walk it out. We walk it out in our life. And guess what? Everybody in this room is going to have a chance to do this. If you haven't already, something's wrong with you. You've been dead. (laughs) You're stick-headed. You're very naive. You're very messed up. Because somebody has done something wrong to you in your life. Somebody may be doing something wrong to you right now. And God is saying to you this morning, will you totally forgive them? Will you do it? That's what he's asking you. And the question you've got to answer him is, yes, I will, or no, I won't. And I'm going to promise you this. As long as the answer is no, the Holy Spirit is grieved in your life. doesn't mean he's not going to move in your life. doesn't mean there won't be blessing, but there's going to be a grieving inside of you. There's going to be a lack of joy. There's going to be a lack of peace. Not totally. It may be some. But there's a thing that's going to be that's cutting off in you and not allowing that spirit of grace, the spirit, the Holy Spirit, to flow through you the way He wants to flow through you. Are y'all with me?
So, what I want to ask you this morning, just anybody who feels like the Lord has spoken to them and showed you that you need to totally forgive, if you would, if you just make a commitment to the Lord this morning and say, Lord, I'm going to choose today, which means tomorrow I'm going to choose it, means next day I'm going to choose it, to totally forgive. Man, it's so much better when you do that. It's so much better. It's so much easier that they don't suddenly owe me something now. I don't have to be standoff. I can just let it go. I ain't got to carry it. They don't have to carry it. It's just freeing. Forgiveness is freeing. It really is. Now, I, if you really want to get more on this, R.T. actually has a book out by R.T. Kendall called Total Forgiveness. And what I share with you is probably in the introduction of his book. I mean, he's got, you know, talk about self-forgiveness. All of, It is the most excellent revelation on forgiveness. And I tell you the truth, it, this wasn't the first thing. I, I was in this mess for a long time, and I was trying to figure out how to get out of it. I've been studying the Bible, studying what people said, commentaries, talking to people, trying to figure out how to get my way out of it. Uh, and, and I could never find anything. That what, what I share with you this morning is what set me free. That's why I just took liberty with his message. In fact, I'm going to still try to get him to come and do his message, which he can do much better than me, uh, and you know, let him know. I'd already preached his message one time. And this is one thing he said interesting about his message. He was a pastor of Westminster Chapel in England for years, famous church in the world. He's, you know, Martin Lloyd-Jones. Anybody ever heard of Martin Lloyd-Jones who's written more commentaries you know, than the man on the moon. I mean, just a great father in the faith. R.T. Kendall followed Martin Lloyd-Jones, took over his pulpit. That's how powerful man R.T. Kendall was. He said he's preached that message in his church several times. Every time he preaches it, it's like some people, it's like the first time they ever heard it. You know, it's such an issue in people's lives. You understand what I'm saying? It's just an issue. And I really want to ask you this morning, has God spoken to you about forgiveness? that you need to forgive somebody. And if he has, are you willing to stand up, just stand right where you are and say, yes, I choose to forgive. Okay? And if anybody in this room, if it's just one person, I don't give a rip, be brave, stand up and say, good Lord, it's worth it. You know, I will stand up, Lord, and say, I choose to forgive. Amen. Anybody else? Just stay standing up. Just, I want you to just get up and say, I choose to stay. I want you to stay standing up because I want to pray for you. As you stand up, just say, I choose to forgive. Anybody else, just stand up and just really let the Lord, let the Holy Spirit do His work in your life this morning. You don't have to be, you know, any, you know, you have nothing to lose. I've already told you I was doing it. Gosh, join with me in my folly. Just get free this morning. Just say, I choose to forgive, Lord. I choose to forgive them. I choose to forgive that spouse. I choose to forgive that. I choose to forgive Byron, Lord, if I'm it, you know. I choose to forgive Matthew. I choose to forgive my, my, my best friend. I choose to forgive that person at work. I choose to forgive my boss, Lord Jesus. And see what God will do in your heart right now. He will release the anointing of the Holy Spirit to forgive. And it will flow in your life. That doesn't mean tomorrow morning you ain't going to get up and have hate in your heart, but it's a choice. You hear what I'm saying to you? It's a choice. And it can change your life. It really can. This, this is what works. This is the gospel message that Jesus Christ forgave us. And he's just saying this is how you can apply the gospel to your life today. So, Father, just raise your hands to the Lord this morning as you, as you get ready to get prayed for. I felt like um, even before Byron started preaching that I felt like um, there's, there's been 
people that have really struggled with depression. And the Lord really wanted to touch that today. And I believe a lot of times that the root of depression is somewhere where you're in unforgiveness. Um, So many times in my life I can trace it right back. And usually when you get into unforgiveness, you get out with the Lord also over it. So you can trace that to depression. And um, so really, you know, anybody really struggles with depression, you know, just really allow the Holy Spirit uh, to really touch you this morning. And that thing I saw today where there was tears coming down people's faces, and then I saw just the most beautiful drops of water of mercy and grace that honestly... If you're not able to forgive, I really just told that to the Lord so many times because I know so many people's makeup is they're so sensitive. It's really hard once that thing gets lodged to be able to give it up. But really the Lord's grace, really I've just called on God's grace even to forgive because I don't have it. If you can't forgive, you just can't forgive. But you know what? The Holy Spirit lives in me, and He'll push that stuff right out by His mercy and grace. And that's really how I think it all works. Anything we're caught up in, it's just that act of release and, Lord, I can't do it. But by the grace of God, by that power that's at work in me, that He'll just push that unforgiveness right out of you. It's a miracle, but I just felt like particularly in the area of depression that the Lord wanted to touch that this morning. You know, and I know some people get so deep in this, you need something besides just a message on Sunday morning. You know, and a touch, you know, I understand that. And I really encourage you, you know, if you need to follow through on this by, you know, going going to somebody to get help, a pastor or somebody you know that can help walk you through it, help stand with you. I, you know, I, I, I realize that because I had to walk through my thing once I forgave. I had to walk through it. And I wound up having a conversation with this person and basically made some agreements with them and, and decided to go forward. You know what I'm saying? You know, I don't know what the future holds, but I know the future holds this, is that, I must totally forgive that person from now on. And I really must totally forgive everybody else that comes into my life and, and injures me and wounds me. Or, this is even worse, maybe they injure somebody that I really love. You hear what I'm saying to you? Maybe they didn't do it to you.